Hello and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. It's time for the February guest episode and the return of Ben. Hello, people. You okay? You right, Sean? Hi, how's it going? Get to see your face this time. I know, yeah. No, you got to see my face last time because you oh, were yeah. here. You hit. Oh, no, actually... but it's encapsulated in history. <laughs> People can see us seeing each see other's each faces. Other. That's, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. great. Because last time we recorded, you were actually here in not in this room, but we were downstairs recording, weren't we? Yes, I remember the topics well. What were you, just, off, just off the top of the head? Do you remember what they were? Because we had four of them actually, if you remember rightly. I think I was just scarred by pegging. Uh, <laughs> that could be taken out of context. Yeah, I'm, I was I scarred I by pegging. Insta, because you put obviously you put the four things and pictures. You put a man pegging out washing, and it did make me laugh. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I'd be rubbish. I've got one out of four, and I think that's it. Okay, so, so the first one we got was a question, and it's mad that I remember this actually uh, the first one we got was a question which was um what sort of music do you like to listen to while you exercise yeah and you don't talked you you talked very briefly about how you don't listen to music when you run you um you you listen to podcasts, podcasts. um then it was crafts and we talked about like arts and crafts and aircrafts and you told a story about uh, when you used to do um, I- internal flights between like Spain oh, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that uh, and the people would just have like dogs and pets yes, rabbits on the from, plane with them. Yeah, that was from Furventura to Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had Peggin which was a delight for everybody involved. <laughs> Blame Todd Bennett. Wow. Blame Todd Bennett. That was the name of the episode. Um, and then we had uh, crime, I think it was, or criminals. You've got, Joe, if you were one of my students, you would get like an A star. Because, yeah, because we talked about how I, I was like, I really like true crime. And you were like, I don't, because I like to try and think about positive things at all times. Yeah, I think like, it's not like I'm anti Nick like that. It's just when the world is the way it is, I'm quite happy just to, when I've got a couple of hours to watch something, watch something uplifting normally. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a happy police. It's got to be. You know I mean? but... Happy police. <laughs> but yeah, because sometimes you want to see things like that. But yeah, I think that's why I don't. Well, everything's still true <laughs> from that podcast. Everything is still true. Yeah. To be fair, I, two of two of those bits never went out to public. The the question, the 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 podcast one. Uh, well, the the music one about the podcast and stuff. Um and the. The criminal one that never went out publicly because that was all it was all originally recorded for the Patreon, but then I scrapped that. That's gone now. Oh. Um, and so that the those little bits of the episodes never made it to air. It's probably because you listen to it. Obviously, when editing it, so it kind of cemented it in your head. But that's just shows about learning, isn't it? It's all about repetition. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. How are you? How's your weekend been? Very good. Uh, yeah, very good. So I was rehearsing for the musical. We're both in. Uh, on Sunday, KB Kinky Boots, Kinky Boots, um, and that was re- a good rehearsal. I really enjoyed it. Very kind of 
polishing things that needed polishing. Then I went to rehearse for my gig. So I've got a gig, piano gig next Saturday or this coming Saturday. Yep. So I met James, who's doing a gig with me. So we kind of just booked the space just to practice our songs. We're in a few together. Um, and then practiced that till late and then got back and then walked the beautiful dog because he um, had been in all day by himself. So I felt a bit bad. Oh, bless him. Yeah, lovely weekend. Charlie. You, I think I've you, mentioned Charlie on the podcast. Yeah, he's, I'm surprised he hasn't jumped up by you saying his name. <laughs> Charlie! You know, he's asleep now. Oh, he's been bless him. Oh, Let's no, not oh, disturb him. His head went. <laughs> I can't do a picture because he was lying flat and his head just gone, like looking up. Oh, no, he's a bit stressed because I took him in a shop. So I basically, I had some delivered. And if I know I'm not going to be eating or I'm not sure, I just send it as a little corner shop that's got like, you know, the Amazon blockers. Oh, yeah, so the whole blockers. Be in, rather than someone knocking and go back or get sent to a neighbor, I just go to there. So I thought, oh, I'll take him on the end of his walk. But it was awful. I felt really bad because he doesn't like traffic. And I had to take him down to one of the busiest roads and crew. And he didn't like it at all. So I was like, I'm really sorry, but we're nearly there. <laughs> so oh. we're like, oh my God, this morning I've had. So he's probably just relaxing now, like chilling. But oh, yeah. bless him. But yeah. Um, I have got a little bit of a confession to make. And yeah. I'm I'm just gonna get your live reaction on the podcast. Oh, a reaction video. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know, I don't know if you've got around to listening to it, but I did tell the Copacabana story a few <laughs> weeks ago. I saw it because I saw the clip of it when you run about sidekicks and getting you to sing. Yeah. I was meant to catch up with that one and I didn't. But she also watched your social media because I saw that. And I was like, he must have mentioned that. He's obviously telling the Copacabana story and I never forgot to club you about it. Yeah, so I mentioned it and I mentioned obviously it was Ben that had been on the podcast before and then obviously you're here again now. But I told the story. I told the true story. The the truest form of the story. It's so true that if like... He repeats them it long enough because throw enough poo, it sticks. I think that literally that story now, I try and remember what the real story is. I've heard the, the fake one so many times. Well, the uh, real story is the one that I told yeah, on the podcast. It well, it is. It's the idea that it was. They asked us to sing. It was cringe. The pressure we were under to sing. Like, the way she was like, come on, let's sing. Because nothing had happened. And yeah. Like, Why don't you just try singing? And then you, obviously, and they were looking at both of us. So it's a bit like, like not I took one for the team. But I was like, if, <laughs> like... Well, I kind of did, because I, cause I, well, not blaming you. It was awful to sing it. It was out of key. You know, it, it was awful. It just but wasn't like, the it wasn't the time and place. Nobody goes to a ghost hunt to hear someone busk. Well, busk a cappella really badly. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was awful. So the pressure we were under, it's that peer pressure, but from ghost hunters. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, but actually, the confession that I have is not that. It's. Oh. Um, it's that actually, so me and you right now recording the February guest episode coming out on the 1st of Feb. Um, tonight, I'm recording the March guest episode and... Barksy. Barksy is going to be the March guest episode. <laughs> and he has requested to tell his version of the story. So basically, yes, yeah, so obviously viewers and oh, listeners don't know this. Obviously, me and Sean are very good friends, like my little bro. Um, and... <laughs> So this story, our other friend, Chris, is going to be on the March episode. He loves to embellish stories for his own humour and to my detriment. So <laughs> that's why this story got embellished. The problem is, like, sometimes he'll say stuff, right, and it will stick. Like, he used to say that I loved attention, right? And we all, like, you know, like, 
I love attention. Or Ben loves attention. I don't really love attention. Like anyone else, I enjoy attention if you get it, but I don't look for it or I don't love it. But he said it that many times around my cousin. My cousin at a family party went, I heard her say it. Oh, our Ben loves attention. Oh, eh, no, I don't. See, shows you. Throw enough poo and it sticks. Because Chris had told her that many times. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was, yeah. So just, uh, just that's just like a little warning to say that Chris, because basically what had happened is the same as what you've just said is I, I posted on the social media a little clip of of me telling that story, uh, and then Chris replied to that and said, I hope I hope this includes the the, tr- the 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 true story, what he would call the true story, which obviously is his embellished version of fake it. Fake news. Fake, fake news. news. Um, and I said to him, Well, then you're just gonna have to come on as a guest and tell your side it's of the story because it, it just come on as a podcast just to prove pod pod guest podcast guest <laughs> uh, i think you think podcast podcast uh, to prove the point yeah he's I not he's not gonna he's, bother he's happily, he's happily taken now but yeah i think in the day it was his, his way he was flirting with me was to abuse me do you like yeah. in school when you pull the head the person you fancy or chase yeah. around it's yeah cool. it's a bit like that but he's happily yeah. taken now so he's, he doesn't it doesn't abuse me as much so yeah that's fun. right uh, <laughs> I don't think he's, I don't even think he's asked about doing the topics. I think he just wants to come on and tell us. <laughs> yeah, about... goodbye. Go up Cabana, yeah. Yeah. Right. Shall we spin the wheel then? Yeah, let's spin the wheel. Let's see what the topic is we've got today. <laughs> okay, and the topic is aliens. Oh, I, I thought you've had this, but I'm sure I've, I've had um so I've talked about the UFOs. So I've had no, I've had I've had our ghosts real. Yeah. I've had and I've had paranormal. And on the paranormal episode, I talked about my sort of believability. Um, right. What what so I, I I sort of gave my own opinion on what I thought was more believable, where so there's three sort of main sort of categories when it comes to the paranormal. You've got aliens, cryptids, yeah. and ghosts and i sort of put them ranked them as to which ones are more believable than the others and i put ghosts bottom that's what i thought you'd heard you talk about it that's why yeah. i've heard it see i've done some homework um <laughs> right aliens for me the word a the word i've got a problem with the word because the word alien you think of the film like some yeah formed evil monstrosity monstrosity that is going to attack us and it's a quick weird narrative that we've kind of lumped all aliens um as that in that realm and actually if you think logically i know the world's in a weird place at the moment but if you think about where we were like thousands of years ago we lived in a cave you know we had no we didn't speak we had no communication we had no technology so so humans have come on massively now that's in the past couple of thousands of years. If another planet has been here for tens of thousands, millions of years longer than us, then it just makes sense there'd be more developed um, big creatures and energies in this universe. So for me, there's yeah. no doubt there's extraterrestrials. And also, I, I think the vast majority of them are benign in the sense of they would be you know, like we know as an, you know, there's a few people that, that aren't in a very great place that caused these awful wars. So let's just take those people out. Sadly, that infl- inflicts so many, much pain on the general public. 
but most people don't want wars. Most people know it's great to be kindness, <laughs> great to be kind, wants harmony, et cetera, et cetera. So you can imagine these beings in thousands, ten thousands, hundred thousands years ahead of us, they've learned all this. So they don't want, mm. they've probably gone past this and learned the, the kind of pointlessness of war. So I reckon that most ETs or aliens are actually nice things. They just, and maybe a bit like how we have this in like, like I leave you alone. Let's go from a micro scale. Like I'm happy you do what you want to do. If you want to wear pink, if you want, if I want to wear a Spice Girls t-shirt, if you want to eat mussels, do you know what I mean? And fish <laughs> stuff, which I don't like, um, that's up to you. And, but I leave you alone to live, you know, your free will. But if you <clears throat> do something to, to me, then I'll be like, right, what's going on? And I think that's the same. They just leave us alone. We're, we're like kids to them <laughs> and we're growing and figuring out who, who humans are. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I reckon, yeah. to wrap up my thing, they exist. I reckon they're, they're probably, vast majority of them are nice and kind. They just step away. Um, and and But it's more fun for Hollywood to have their... To have them attack us. Yeah, because it's, bo- it's like the news. News only sells when it's negative. If they said all oh, the aliens are nice, people are like, that's a bit boring. I want something to be scared of. So, yeah. But I will say, to wrap up my little bit, to back up my... Th- theory and belief is someone said once about aliens and they said they'd only intervene if they had to now there's so many stories that have been declassified from people that worked on nuclear sites with nuclear bombs with things that could cause massive issues i know there was a nuclear bomb but like you know nuclear heads warheads and whatnot and there's so many stories of pilots taking them somewhere or them having an issue in a nuclear um, uh, station and they're not knowing what to do. And all of a sudden, I hate saying weird lights in the sky, but there was some sort of sightings mm-hmm. and then the nuclear thing would shut down. And it's like, it's a bit like, oh, right, the kid's been naughty, right, you're coming out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I was like, that's really cool. that If that is the case and that's been declassified, that they are about, will they leave us to it? Like, I leave you to do what you want to do. Yeah. If, if your thing's going to affect me, then I'll come and get involved. My thing. That makes sense. That's my kind of alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was, gonna, I was going to ask you sort of like on, on what sort of, um, to what extent do you believe in aliens? So you believe they are actual physical beings that could have potentially come and done physical things to earth i think narrative though just to kind of step back a bit so i get where your question's coming from the narrative we've had like area 51 and the broken ufos mm-hmm. i think that could be our race of aliens or ufo mm-hmm. or extraterrestrials but i think that might be a newish colony anyway i just think there's more that are just more and and if you think about energy right so it's a bit deeper now but our bodies are physical energy so we are if you look, if you zoom into our, zoom into your finger, it's not solid. It's just atoms vibrating, but we're clumped together. <laughs> if you look, if you go and zoom in, we're actually empty. And I think that as you raise and they raise their intelligence and raise their energy and vibration, that they might not be solid as us or can, you know, like, like you know, merge and, and, and so I think we might not see them. I reckon they're probably about, but we just don't see them. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I understand. But just going back to your point when you said about, um, and I feel like this is one of those debates that's like, you know what, the American government are having at the minute with all these, um, with all these 
Do they do uh, class whistleblowers class? that are coming forward? Um, just going back to your point that you were saying before about the nuclear warheads and then seeing lights in the sky and then it being shut down and stuff. Is there not an argument that, that could have just been like a foreign military rather than an alien race coming and shutting it down? Like say say it's yes, say, you're say, right. Say it's like an Asian country that are doing all these nuclear warheads, and then uh, in, in in Asia they see all these lights in the sky, and then all of a sudden this nuclear place is shut down. That couldn't have then been like the American government shutting it down, but in secret. So then yeah. the American, but then the American government, the American government then wouldn't own up to it. So then, because no other military owns up to it, the assumption is that it's another world that have come down. Two points of that. One, you're absolutely right. That could be the case. But then the question I would throw back, not to you, without yeah. this debate and like a kind of, you know, on telly, would be, well, then if they've got the engineering capacity to do things like that and fly crafts faster than this and do that, then they've got the answer to fix the world. So why aren't they doing that? I mean, if they can do all these things to do shut the nuclear world down, you know, the power to somehow from afar fly across in a, in a in, with technology that hasn't been classified or we don't know about, it just poses more questions. So you're right, absolutely mm. right. It could be another government being like Superman, <laughs> like <yeah>, coming across <laughs> and doing it, but that poses more questions than it answers. Like if that te- type of technology yeah. fixed the world, why isn't that being used? And two, the way I throw back to you, because we have obviously a debate like we are on American TV, um, you're telling me, and it feels like a loaded question, rhetorical question, but it isn't hopefully meant to be, that in this re- realm, where this universe where there's no ending, we don't know where the ending is, there's galaxies, stars, planets, that there's not life anywhere else. And if they've been ahead of us by 10,000 millions of years, won't their technology be that far ahead that we they could go into space and visit us? I uh, I agree with that. I um, actually when when I discussed it on the paranormal episode, aliens for me were the most believable because of that exact yeah. reason. Because there are, you know, um, billions of planets inside billions of solar systems, inside billions of galaxies, inside billions of Milky Ways, inside who knows maybe billions of universes. So. You know, we 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 cannot know what is out there. We, statistically speaking, it's very improbable that we are the only living that our our Earth is our planet is the only um, inhabited planet in in yeah. in existence. But I I don't know if I can fully submit. I'm not completely I'm not completely against the idea of it. But I can't 100% submit to the idea that, um, like, an intelligent alien species has been to Earth. So I think the way I put it on when I talked about it was really boring and geeky answer, which was, I think, if aliens have come to Earth, it's probably a uh, sort of bacterium riding on a comet that's landed on Earth. And who knows that bacteria, because we, we came from a bacterium, 4.7 billion years ago whenever it was the earth formed we we evolved basically from bacteria bacteria evolved into sea creatures which then evolved legs came onto land became reptiles became mammals became apes became us <clears throat> so who's to say that a bacterium couldn't come from another planet or even just floating through space in general land on earth very similar to what happens in spider-man 3 when venom comes down to earth on a literal comet and then this little bit of bacteria 
sort of gets attached to Spider-Man and to um, Topher Grace's character, whose name I can't remember, Eddie, Eddie something, I can't remember. Um, and yeah, so my idea of aliens coming to Earth is that it's like a little bit of bacteria riding on a comet that has landed in Earth, which then could potentially over millions of years evolve into something. Just before we move on, because we're going to have to move on to the next topic again, I think we've gone this a while. Uh, just before we move on, what are your thoughts on um, the amount of people that have said that they've been abducted or the amount of people that have disappeared and then other people have kind of placed the blame on an abduction? I'm kind of off because I've not experienced them. So I'm just, it, it, you know, like we, it sounds like I'm kind of sitting on the fence. The thing is, I don't know the people's rally. Like, we can the truth is i've said it before in previous podcasts with you we can only see certain frequencies of light sorry certain spectrums of light we can only hear certain frequencies of sound we can only perceive two percent of reality so there's definitely things we cannot see or hear or smell that are outside our realm dog whistle big one um so i don't want to say what the one's gone through i just i'm just indifferent about it the only thing i'd say about anything is i do feel sometimes there's is it a psyops where they they put a few like flat earth for example like there's a lot of things the government have done in the past that aren't great and but then if you start to question the government you get classed as conspiracy theorists as soon as you start classed as conspiracy theorists people say oh you believe in a flat earth a lot of things about i won't say the words it might be cut off but the virus we had in 2020 a lot of things that like it came from a lab, that's conspiracy theory. Now it's been proven that it is from a lab, or there's more evidence about that. So it's the the idea of sometimes these stories that may be made up about abductions, etc., then negate all the good work that people are trying to do to, to share about extraterrestrials. Do you know what I mean? So I try yeah. not to get too involved because then you're like you get lumped in that kind of oh alien, do you believe in them? Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean that I believe that everyone's said they've been abducted. Yeah. That makes sense. So I feel like I'm a bit of a cop out answer, but I don't know. Maybe, but I I can't prove what someone else has gone through. But I don't want to negate the genuine conversation about extraterrestrials. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. Should we move on to the next topic then? Yeah, and you talk more on this one. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Musicals. Not much about them. Actually, the truth is, as you know, I don't know much about musicals, even though I love them. Uh, I will hand over to you more. I discovered musicals, I'll do quickly my thing, only because I used to sing as a holiday rep. So I worked at Pontins as a blue coat, and then I did the same job abroad to work like as a blue coat board. Mm -hmm. And being the only boy who liked gold dust, like in musical theatre, so I got put in all the shows, and it's in when I which hotel I was in, I was always singing. When I come back, I missed that. So I did I had a few years of not singing. And then we met a guy, I was working at a radio station, and I met a guy and interviewed a guy called Joel Montague, a mutual mutual friend, who mm-hmm. set up a local musical theatre company where they did like concerts, but they also did musicals. So I interviewed him and I was like, Oh, I miss singing, I can't really dance, you know. He was like, Oh, come for an audition. So from that I then got into musical theatre and the past 10 years now. Um, yeah, it's been 10 years. 10 years since I've met you guys, yeah. Um, so since then, I've been doing musical theatre. But 
I don't avidly search out. It's not my first love, but I love the feeling of what musicals give you because the, the, the musicals yeah. give you an uplift of music. So the music can make you feel amazing. And it's funny, you've got posts of Hairspray in the background and some of my friends came to see Hairspray. And she, I remember afterwards she came up to me and went, I've had a really awful week. And she said, I just feel amazing. I just feel so happy. And you're like, that's the power of, of musicals. Yeah. They can really touch you. So I want to hand over to you in a sec. I know you know a lot more than me, but musicals are not something I go out and hunt. I will find, discover them and listen to them. But I love Grease. <laughs> I love Hairspray. I love them as people tell me about them. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's really good. <clears throat> I will confess. My favourite sort of genre of musical is dark. I really love a dark show. Dark, kind of rocky tunes, sort of. It, one of my favourites is American Idiot. My, my favourite my favorite jukebox musical, and for people who are listening that don't know what a jukebox musical is, jukebox musical is a musical that is written... Uh, around music that already exists in the public domain. So Mamma Mia is a jukebox musical. That's, about, you know, with the music of ABBA. American Idiot is a jukebox musical from the music of Green Day, obviously. Um, Our House is a jukebox musical with the music of Madness. There are hundreds and hundreds of them. Some of them, some of them sort of follow one band, like, like the three that I've just mentioned. Others have many different songs by different artists. So you've got Rock of Ages, which is all sort of uh, Bon Jovi, uh, Europe, all sort of like 80s rock ballad songs. Um, you've also got Priscilla, Queen of the Desert that are all kind of camp party tunes. You know, you've got like, um, Once I Was Afraid I Was Petrified. What's the name of that song? I can't think of it now. I will, yeah, I will survive. Girls it's just want to have fun. It's raining men. You know, all like, all those. So like some some jukebox musicals, you have a plethora of different songs by different artists. And some jukebox musicals will literally follow the music of one band. And th there's even, a, there's even a, a difference there where in one jukebox musical, you can have the literal story of the band. So if you were to watch Jersey Boys, you would see the actors acting as Frankie Valley in the four seasons and following their story and how they and how they came to be same for uh, beautiful the carol king musical uh, and you know that's about the the music that carol king wrote like like you've got a friend and uh, you make me feel like a natural woman I couldn't think of the words there. I couldn't think of the name then of the song so she wrote all these songs, but it shows her sort of rise to fame and it, it follows her in her story. And it's actually quite a tragic story because um, her husband cheated on her quite badly and she was, it, it was very sad, but she triumphed in the end. Um, and then some jukebox musicals will just put the music to, a, uh, to an original story like Our House. It's the music of madness, but it doesn't actually follow the story of madness. It follows the story of a young lad called Joe Casey, who basically makes a split second decision uh, on, on his sort of last day of school. And then the story splits in two and it sort of follows two different potential universes where his, his life um, 
could go in a positive direction or his life could have gone in a, a negative direction and and see how those two different stories play out. It's a bit like sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've got American Idiot as well, which is the story of three sort of mates who, the start of the story, they're all these kind of like, they're, they're all kind of on drugs and they're all kind of like rock into like rock grunge scene. And one of them goes off into the army one of them uh gets his partner pregnant and now he's uh he's sort of married life and fatherhood and stuff and one of them still wants the same life as he had before with the sex the drugs and the rock and roll uh and it's about following their three different stories but through the music of green day so <laughs> there's a brief history of jukebox musicals well i've got some hot news for you, you what's might... that there's a new musical announced this week I actually think I know about this. Go on. Is it? Please tell me that the that the musical is called Tragedy. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it's Steps musical. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. The Steps musical. I'd heard. I had heard that that was going to happen. Well, I should. We should know this, people. Obviously, Sean is your beautiful uh, podcast host, but in our friendship group and in a lot of people around us, he's known as Mister Musical. So, um, in a lot of ways, Mister Musical is because he knows so many stats. Uh, behind the scenes, if I was doing something like Pointless or any type of show where I need to know stuff or I need to know obscure stuff, that's not a disrespect, then I would drag Shawnee on to be with me because he knows. Because remember, remember the first person I got you for your 21st? Yeah, that was uh, it was the uh, Encyclopedia of Musicals. Yeah, and I go and obviously I I realised as I got to know me he likes new musicals, but it's there if he needs to refresh, but yeah. like, do so... some history. But yeah, because I thought that I just knew that he loved them, and every time we talked, it was always because I knew nothing about yeah. musicals. Generally was... speaking, I prefer newer musicals. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I briefly talked about it on the last episode as well. I I hate Rodgers and Hammerstein, and. Uh, one thing about being because as well i'm on the committee for one of the groups that, that that do musicals around here and some of the members are sort of 65 70 plus uh some of the committee members and when when you're trying to decide a show to do and we go you know they go oh let's do the sound of music and i'm like no because a it's 500 years old and b it's shit so <laughs> nobody wants to see that anymore. It's 2024. What is it about musical theatre? And let's just encapsulate the ones that you like, not sound of music. What is it about the good stuff of musical theatre? What is it that appeals to you? Why do you love it so much? I th- I think it's just it's just the idea that it's this it's it's a story which we, we as humans we already love uh, a, a, we love a story. You know, you people go to watch movies in the cinema go and watch plays in the theater you watch you watch tv you read books you read the newspapers people will tell you anecdotes about their lives but as humans very naturally we love stories music speaks to the soul for most people if not all people there is every everyone has a genre of music or a specific song or an artist or something that just touches them for whatever reason it can make you happy sad excited uh whatever and so combining those two of being told the story and then combining it with music i think just has a deeper resonance and i think deep down everybody in the world 
would love musical theatre if they gave it a chance. And I think that one of the reasons I love Lin-Manuel Miranda so much is because he's kind of revolutionised musical theatre to make it more accessible to more people. So you've got these people that are like, oh, I don't like musicals because I don't like like that kind of music because they think in their head it's this kind of classical operatic kind of wobbly, very heavy vibrato singing with like organs and violins and stuff. And when it doesn't have to be, it can be, it can be literally uh, a two and a half hour hip hop rap battle between, you know, the founding fathers of the, of the United States of America, which blew my mind when the first time I, I saw Hamilton, I was just like my, my brain was on the floor. I, it just blew me away. And I think that's now my, it's definitely my favorite musical and it's probably the show I've seen more times than any other show. I would never, I would never ever tire of watching it. I think people think, because I'm trying to think why people don't like it. I think the, 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 more people, I, when I spoke to people who don't like it, they don't like it when things, when stories are sung through, like they get the idea of coming to like a part of the show where she sing or get a girl or boy, or they are singing about their emotive feeling in that moment, happy or sad. I think it is, and I do understand it a little bit, that I prefer acting, song, acting, song. That's my favourite, with obviously underscoring of music and tones and, you know, and links to stuff. But when it's, I think it's when the, <laughs> people take the middle like, I'm going down the street, uh, I'm washing my car, is it that they sing every word? Yeah. And, and I think that, so understand, I think you're right about everyone would love a musical if they really gave it a shot. But I understand that them type of musicals where everything is sung, mm. even just conversations, I'm not as big a fan of. So I like to yeah. hear, like, from a play point of view, I enjoy hearing and seeing acting without music, with just, you know, raw talent or with, you know, emotion of that scene. But like you, you can't beat a beautiful ballad, an uplifting banger. Do you know what I mean? That adds to it. Yeah. And that's why I love musicals over plays because you have the two worlds. Yeah. But I do like the ones where you can actually just speak rather than it all be sung. So, so yeah. So you prefer a musical over an opera? Yeah. That's what that is. So a musical is a play with songs. An opera is sung all the way through. Yeah. I prefer uh, an opera. So my my favourite shows are Hamilton. It's an opera. Les Mis. It's an opera. Jesus Christ Superstar. It's an opera. These are shows that are completely sung all the way through with zero dialogue. Um, I, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you why. I just. I, yeah, there's no right rock. I, I said I prefer the to split. Yeah, like and Rent is an opera. It's um, you know, I. I love. There's a scene in Jesus Christ Superstar, and it's called Last Supper. Obviously, you'll know it because you were in the show with us. Um, but it's where basically, Jesus, tells. Uh, his disciples i know that tonight someone is going to deny me three times and it's going to be peter and somebody's going to betray me and it's judas and judas and jesus have this massive argument and it's all done through song and they're almost rapping at each other but they're not they're sort of singing it rock 
high tenor rock screams at each other with like the good the, the electric guitar underneath it and the drums are like and I don't know I just thought all of that and, and, and just what and like obviously I was a part of that because I played Judas but like the first time I remember watching it and it was Tim Minchin and Ben Forster um playing Jesus and Judas and it just I don't know what it was but just about how I love how it flows you know how like sometimes in an argument you can be like trying to think of something to say it's like um where Judas is like cut out the dramatics you know very well who why don't you go do it you want me to do it hurry they're waiting you can do why I do it and everything's just bouncing they're just bouncing I don't know what it is I love, I love an argument in a rock opera. I don't know why. I, no, see that, because obviously I remember that scene. That knows beautiful to music. I think what it is, is sometimes the opposite of that can happen, where you can lose emotion or a scene because everything is sung over here, rather than actually having those breaks and gaps in the dialogue. So I'm with you. I agree on that scene, it worked. But I also like the fact when you you have got silence or you have got emotion without anything with it. So it is just the the the, the dialogue and that's it. So yeah. I, I love both worlds and, you know, and I, and I can appreciate all of them. I love Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical. But what I mean is I can see why people get a bit, because you, you think of operas, I'm walking down the street. But you said it's all the vibrato and all the kind of... But, yeah, but the thing is, is not to disparage what you're saying, but that's very stereotypical. And that's what people will... All, that's the kind of argument yes. that people will no, use. No, I'm with you. I'm saying... musicals. So they'll go, oh, I don't like it when, when they go, oh, I'm walking down the street, I'm <laughs> buying some milk, and now <laughs> I'm going to make a sandwich. Like, <laughs> it would never be written that dully. No. It's always written with... It's always written with better lyrics, better melody, <laughs> and accompanied by music. Johnny, I want going to the shop musical. I'm going <laughs> to the shop. I bought some milk. That's I'm just a very to... stereotypical thing no, that Sean, people say. I'm with you. We are actually with musicals. Probably we're probably agreeing with eighty percent. What I mean is, I'm speaking devil's advocate for what people think a musical is. Um, but there's still, it's it's like when you're trying to introduce someone, when you're trying to introduce someone new to theatre and you go I think you really like this show and they'll be like oh I don't like musicals it's all just like going to the shop yeah <laughs> or it's all, they, they, they're expecting to see something like the sound of music but actually it's a really brilliantly put together piece of art anyway shall we end it there yeah yeah if you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or if you just want to talk about any of the topics that I've ever talked about on this podcast before, then get in touch. Don't know what pod at gmail.com. If you click the link tree link in the description of this podcast or video, if you're watching on YouTube, then you can find me on all of my other adventures, including Kinky Boots, which is on at the Lyceum Theatre and Crew from the 17th to 20th of April 2024. Ben is also in that. As, have uh, you said your lead in Kinky Boots? So oh, yeah, you... I've told him. I've told him. Oh, okay, I've, good. I've mentioned it loads. Yeah, it... I'm Charlie. Quick story, wasn't it rehearsals yesterday and it was a car crash because we were relying on his line to remind us of our lines, the chorus. So we were laughing. We're like, um, well... <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed a holiday, yeah. Sean. It's fine. It's yeah, just yeah, funny because yeah. <laughs> it's just really hard. Yeah, basically, there's a song where there's a lot of call and repeat where I say, Everybody say yeah, and then everyone repeats by going 
yeah and people by the sounds yeah, of it sometimes it's yeah yeah or yeah 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 or yeah <laughs> yes and we repeat your yes we're all like <laughs> i don't remember it was funny on. i was like we need sean here um so yeah ben's in kinky boots with me yeah. come and watch the show uh, ben you are factory worker and in harry's, harry's band. band in harry's band um Ben, do you want me to pop your website in the description also so that people can find you? Yeah, just easy. Uh, my uh, social media is Benjamin Stubbs at, or my music is Ben Apple Music at Ben Apple Music. Um, yeah, that's it really. You can find that all through your website. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll tag your website in the description and people can find you. Sure. It'd be lovely if you could drop me a five-star review on whichever podcasting app you are listening. And if you click the little plus icon at the top of the podcasting app then that means you will have subscribed to me and you'll be notified every single time that i post similarly you can subscribe on youtube by pressing the subscribe button it's that simple uh like and comment on the videos and say whatever you want to say as long as it's nice on that note uh i will see you tomorrow because this is coming out on thursday uh, I will see you tomorrow for Friday's episode where I could be talking about literally anything. Bye-bye. <laughs>